It's Ask the Lawyer with Mike Connors. Got questions concerning elder or state law? Attorney Mike Connors has the answer. He's been recognized as one of New York's top lawyers by New York Magazine and brings nearly 40 years of experience to the table. His office number is 718-238-6500. That's 718-238-6500. Here's Mike Connors. We are gathered here on hallowed ground, horses raised, heads bowed down. We're gathered here on hallowed ground to sing this song away. Welcome to Ask the Lawyer with me, Mike Connors. If this is the first time you heard the show, hey, welcome aboard. The show is usually in a couple of parts. first part of the show, we talk about estate planning and elder law. The idea behind estate planning is to pass assets from one generation to the next, paying the least amount in taxes we need to pay legally, avoiding going through court, avoiding probate, and as far as elder law is concerned, we're usually trying to save assets from nursing home bills. The second part of the show, we talk about charitable giving, uh, history, politics, religion. Uh, Today we're going to focus on charitable giving, specifically Catholic Charities. Catholic Charities just had a very nice dinner the other day, and part of the honorees were, or one of the honorees was Dr. Wayne Riley of SUNY Downstate, and also the MC of of the dinner, for the most part, was our good friend Marty Golden. So we're going to have both of them on our show a little bit later. now, Catholic Charities really does a, a great job, and I think 93% of the money raised by Catholic Charities goes directly to the recipients, and that's one of the highest percentages uh, that you can get of money collected that goes to the recipients. And they do a lot of good work in feeding the poor, you know, mentally ill people, trying to get them help, trying to get them, you know, off the streets. It really is God's work, and God bless the people that work at Catholic Charities. And again, if you're thinking about doing a will and you're thinking about um, leaving a charity in, in, in your will, either for a small amount or a large amount, think about cha- Catholic Charities. And of course, I'm associated with Catholic Charities at Brooklyn and Queens. So if you want to do a will and you want to leave them something, please give me a call and we'd love to talk to you about it. But first, we're going to be talking to to two people. First, Dr. Wayne Riley is an impressive individual who's president of SUNY Downstate Medical Center. I know it's not quite the right name, but we'll announce that in a minute. Then we'll talk to Marty Golden, and then we'll tell you a little bit about our seminars that we're doing at the uh, end of this month. If you're a homeowner age 62 or older and are finding it harder to pay off debt, or how about enjoying your retirement years with less stress? A home equity conversion mortgage may be the answer for you and your family. Hi, this is Frank Melia, a certified mortgage planner, and I've helped countless homeowners all over the tri-state area tap into a little or a lot of their home equity so they can use it right now. Give me a call so our team here at Contour Mortgage can show you how the loan program works and how much you and your family may qualify for. My job is to help you find the best solution for your retirement goals. 
I do this by educating homeowners with straightforward information and answers. It's free to call and speak with me, Frank Melia, to determine if this mortgage program might be able to help you and your loved ones now. Call and speak with me. I'll answer your questions and help you decide if a reverse mortgage is right for you and your family. Make the call now, 888-954-7463. Once again, that's 888-954-7463, and you could be on your way to a better retirement. Frank Melia, NMLS number 62591, Contour Mortgage Corporation, NMLS number 34384, 990 Stewart Avenue, Suite 660, Garden City, New York, 11530, Licensed Mortgage Banker, New York State Department of Financial Services. Time now for Connor's Corner, where Mike takes a closer look at topics like history, politics, religion, and more. Here's Mike. Welcome to the Connor's Corner segment of S. Lawyer. Right now, we're very pleased to have our former state senator from this part of Brooklyn, Marty Golden. Welcome to the show, Marty. Thank you very much, Mike, for having me, and thank you for the great work that you do and continue to do for our community and for Catholic Charities. Okay, so now you're affiliated with Catholic Charities for the last couple of years. Um, We just had a dinner, annual dinner, and and I think the results were pretty good. But if we miss the dinner, what kind of upcoming events do we have? Well, the dinner we got is... uh... A great dinner and uh, 900 people almost. It was a great event and is a great event. Uh, we have coming up our golf outing, which is in June, and we have coming up in November is our jazz and cocktail hour, and that's done over at Roosters on the Bay. And that helps us to raise the funds that we need to be able to provide the services and the food and the different needs for our seniors and our community and uh, for the all those uh, out there looking for help, and as we deal with more than fifty thousand people, I mean it's 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 tremendous. The largest in the country, Brooklyn and Queens. Yeah, and and you know I know a lot of my clients sometimes get confused because they don't distinguish between Catholic charities of the Archdiocese of New York and Catholic charities of Brooklyn and Queens, and there is a difference. And if you live in Brooklyn or Queens, you know let's support our own. Well, Brooklyn and Queens, obviously, just in the mere size, you got six million people. To- approximately, mm-hmm. and you're looking at the Archdiocese, which is the city of New York, Staten Island, and the Bronx. They do great work. Uh, the, the Cardinal and his uh, Bishop um, and Senior Sullivan do fantastic work out there, but this is one of the, the, the largest in the country, and we have the largest number of uh, uh, housing units. Uh, for As a matter of fact, we're second to the government when it comes to the U.S. government. When it comes to housing our seniors, we have 5,000 units of housing for our seniors our homeless families, and our homeless vets. And we'll continue to build. We've got another groundbreaking coming up shortly, and we've got another building under construction. And we're going to have a number of them coming up very shortly in the next two years. Yeah, you know, uh, can you just explain the building for the homeless vets out in what is on off Cross Bay Boulevard? It's a beautiful location, and it's something that's necessary and needed. Uh, we just put that up there. It's been there for a little while now, and uh, it's one of the better sites. And it's covered. Uh, people come in there with their... Uh, uh, their benefits and they're covered from uh, Medicare, Medicaid, and of course the um, benefits they get from the good military. So mm-hmm. we are uh, constantly working with our veterans and making sure that we have opportunities for them, as well as for the homeless families that live in and around Brooklyn and Queens. Yeah, and I should probably just mention this. There are a lot of benefits for those veterans who are, you know, their income is not that high or their resources are not that high and they need help with their housing or medical care or whatever, but there are a lot of good programs, including aid and attendance, which basically is a program for 
disabled vets who were not disabled during their time of service. So there are a lot of good programs. And, uh, you know, changing the You know, if you've got cancer, you served in Vietnam, or check out what list of cancers they're covering through Agent Orange reparations because there's a ton of benefits out there, and most veterans, I would dare say, don't know about it, or at least a high percentage of them. Well, my brother-in-law, John Nicolo, God rest his soul, was one of them. He was a tunnel rat in Vietnam, and uh, uh, he's also at uh, the pit at 9-11. So he was... Uh, uh, he suffered both ways, and uh, unfortunately, he's gone home to the good Lord today from his family, but he's in good company with good people upstairs with our good Lord. Okay, so what other programs? Do, you talked about housing, and I, I think housing for senior citizens is one of the most important services that uh, you can offer because there's so many people that they really can't afford the rent that they have, but what does Catholic Charities do for our seniors? Well, we Obviously, the... Uh, there's 200,000 seniors looking for housing in the city of New York. Uh, we're just a small number compared to that. We've got 5,000 units. And there are other not-for-profits out there doing housing as well. But think about it. There's that much of a need. We have a list uh, to get into some of the housing units, thousands of people. Uh, and they just can't wait uh, uh, to find this type of housing. They can't afford to stay where they are. Uh, they're living substandardly. They're not getting the proper uh, attrition, nor are they getting the proper medication. So when we put up housing, we're making sure that that senior has uh, proper uh, nutrition, proper medication, and that everything is supplied and that senior has an opportunity and an outlet to live and to grow into their later years. So there's a lot out there to be done yet, and hopefully the funding will come through, although it's going to be some tough times. They're going through our seniors across this great city like everybody else uh, with this inflation and uh, what's going on across the country. And it's hurting them, and uh, they need us more now than ever. And that's why we're dealing with, uh, besides our seniors, another 450,000 individuals annually. Uh, annually, We're doing this on a weekly basis, uh, 450,000, with emergency assistance for the older adults, the mental health counseling, affordable housing, family services, and child uh, childhood programs for that type of support. So we're working on it, and uh, like I said, uh, we can't build them fast enough. We need more housing, and we need more opportunities for our seniors across not only this city, but across the country. Okay, now, one of the things that, you know, I was noticing, you know, in the middle of COVID, and still now, you have these pantries popping up all over. Can you explain that program? Well, we had uh, somewhere around a year and a half ago, two year, year, year to a year and a half ago, we had 24 food pantries. Our Lady of Angels has one right down the block here in Bay Ridge, and there's a number of them throughout Brooklyn and Queens. And uh, let me tell you, today we have 60, and we're on our way up to 62, 63. And the lines are down and around the block. And that's for food assistance, and that's for help and being able to pay their bills and to be able to have the assistance that they need uh, to be able to get through that day, that week, that month. Uh, so we are in constant contact uh, with a number of these uh, uh, different uh, um, programs to make sure that we have the right amount of people working to the right staffing and, of course, the right food there to be able to help and assist those people in need of food. And like I said, we're dealing with 450,000 people weekly. I mean, it's just crazy, the numbers that are, that are out there. It's, it's just crazy. Okay, and of course, there are a lot of programs for the mentally ill. Yes. Which I think are those people are underserved right now in New York City around the country. That, without a doubt, because there's no funding. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the big issue here is how do you get funding for it? And in turn, obviously, the city and state are not putting in the money that's needed for the mental health. 
and uh, Catholic Charities can only go so far, and we do. Uh, we make sure we get that person into help, uh, into a facility if they need be, or get counseling for that individual so that that person can go out and live a responsible life. So it's important that if that's, that a lot of people deny it, that they have these mental health issues. And some of the, the people, like their sons and daughters and family members, uh, don't force the issue. And if they, if they need help, we're here. Get the help. Uh, and that's what Catholic Charity is all about. Let me ask you, getting back to that, the mentally ill, I, uh, again, there are a number of veterans, I think, that are not taking advantage of the programs that are offered through the VA. And, you know, you're talking about the, the site for homeless veterans with Catholic charities. But why, why, do you think, why do you think there is a problem right now with homeless veterans, with mentally ill veterans? The, uh, you gotta, they, they, these men and women go and serve in battle time. They go to other countries. They're away from their families. Right now, thank God we're not engaged, but we have people all around the world ready to go at a moment's notice if need be. Uh, so these men and women are working extremely hard. And, you know, uh, we have Fort Hamilton Army Base here in New York City and here in Brooklyn. And uh, you can see the homeless uh, lined up uh, around the, some of these areas around Fort Hamilton Army Base. And you have the VA hospital, which here is in Brooklyn. We hope they never close that. There's always that rumor they're going to close it. But VA hospital obviously supplies a tremendous amount of service to our veterans. And we want to make sure that that maintains its service here in Brooklyn for our veterans across the city. And people from New Jersey, Staten Island, come in here. And uh, we're happy to get any type of help we can for those uh, seniors at Catholic Charities and for our veterans. Our veterans are very important to us. They serve this country. They make a difference. They are the people that protect us each and every day. And that's what they're going through. They've got to drive through that through these different times of battle and non-battle, and it's not easy. And that's why you see so many coming out. They're not getting the jobs that they need. They're not getting the proper counseling that they need. And in some cases, they may need further education, and we got to make sure that we make the education available to our veterans so that they can get those jobs that are out there and make sure that they have employment and a future in our great city, state, and nation. Yeah, of course, I remember one priest who was a chaplain, military chaplain, for about 30 years. And he said one of the things he noticed over the years, you know, the, the, the World War II veterans, Korean War veterans had a fable, um, a stable family life to come back to. And the guys today often don't. Correct. Unfortunately, that's 100% correct. Uh, they're coming back where they have single family and in some cases no family. And when you're coming back to that type of, uh, uh, of living, uh, it's it's just doesn't bode well for that individual, especially when he's coming home or she's coming home from two years or three years being in active service. So it's not easy for those soldiers and it's not easy for our communities when we see these poor people laying around on benches. Uh, when what we got to do is get them on the medication, get them on the right path and get them back into society. And that's our responsibility. And Catholic Charities does that as much as they can and make sure that they make responsibly get these men and women back into society. Now, this might be a little controversial for some people, but what does Catholic Charities of Brooklyn, Queens do for undocumented aliens? Well, right now you have a, uh, it, you can come down to Catholic Charities 191 Jerome and you'll see the line around the corner. Uh, and the people are coming in there and we can get uh, services for uh, those that need it, whether it be uh, 
uh, health care, whether it be pampers, whether it be medication, whatever we need to be able to do to advance that individual's life, uh, we do that. And if you take a look today, you have the uh, asylum seekers coming. We've had over 1,600 people uh, come into our system over the course of the past month and a half. And uh, we get them the immediate attention of the food that they need, the uh, the Metro cards, the, uh, the uh, cards for... Uh, um, being able to buy food in the stores, gift cards, uh, and we make sure they get the toiletries, the personal hygienes, and food and clothing. I think that's the most important that we can do, and direct them in the areas where they can get additional funding through the navigation sites. We have navigation sites, one in Manhattan, one in Brooklyn, that's set up by the city, and that's for the uh, uh, these asylum seekers to be able to go in there, uh, get a identification card, a city card, and to be able to get uh, the Medicaid, Medicare that they need to be able to get, and to be able to get the services that they need for their families and make sure they got housing. Uh, a lot of these uh, undocumented today or the uh, asylum seekers are living in uh, these different uh, uh, locations around the city, homeless shelters, and uh, we got to find a way of pathway from homeless shelter to housing and uh, find a way for that family to be able to get their kids into school and make sure that we take care of those uh, people coming here and the people that are existing, the people that are here now looking for the same services, and we do that on a regular basis. Now, it's reminded by Monsignor Lepinto that those asylum seekers are not undocumented aliens. They are, in theory, documented. Yes, that's why we call them uh, asylum seekers. The uh, That's the process by which the uh, federal government has uh, set up, and uh, it's, you know, it's impacting uh, cities like New York and others that are not getting the proper funding to be able to uh, address those issues. So uh, people like Catholic Charities uh, works on a regular basis. Archdiocese is, is obviously another location that many of the uh, asylum seekers and the undocumented head into, and that's where one of the navigation sites are, and one here in Brooklyn as well. All right. Now, you me you mentioned, a, a, what is it, a jazz night in November that Russo's on the Bay? That's correct. That we need, uh, you know, we'll raise somewhere, you know, with our dinner and the dollars are still coming in and uh, uh, you know we'll raise one point somewhere at 1.7 1.8 million dollars uh, at this event this is the money that goes to the jazz cocktail jazz and cocktail is for uh, the money they need for Christmas the money that the people need to get through the month of December to get through Thanksgiving uh, so that money is used to be able to make sure we have food and clothing and supply the uh, those in need in Brooklyn and Queens. And so that jazz and cocktail uh, uh, fundraiser is very, very important to us as well as the dinner that we just completed. Yeah, now that's on Russo's on the Bay. And what's the date of that one? That's going to be on November 16th. And uh, they do a good job. And uh, it's a fun night. It's a different, mm -hmm. it's not a sit down dinner type. It's, with, a, uh, it's an informal fun night. Yeah, I it's mean. an informal fun night. And it's, it's where people like to come out and um, you know, enjoy themselves. And uh, at the same time, we're able to raise the money we need to be able to fund these different programs that we have. And we have tremendous, like I said, we're dealing with, uh, uh, I think we sent, uh, you know, 60 um, food uh, pantries that we have. We spent over $11 million. Uh, so we need to be able to raise that uh, money on a, on a regular basis to be able to supply and keep that funding and to keep that food and clothing and other uh, opportunities for those in need uh, to have. And just 
Do you know how many employees there are in Catholic Charities at Brooklyn and Queens? There was at one point somewhere in a category of 1,800. I would say we're somewhere in the category right now between about 16, 1,700, somewhere in that category. Uh, and uh, that's, uh, you know, if you take a look at all the housing units we have, we have 50 housing units. Uh, I'd say we're still probably closer to 1,800 on, on, on employment. Yeah. And these people don't get paid top dollar. To put no. it mildly. No, they work hard, and uh, it's not easy. And you have to deal with uh, some of the uh, worst cases that you'll ever hear. Uh, and they'll come before you, and you've got to be able to not only digest what they're telling you, but you've got to reach out and make sure that we touch that person and get that person the proper services that he or she needs, whether it be health care, whether it be food or uh, medicines for their children and uh, for themselves. So it's not easy to listen to all these different stories on a daily basis and then, uh, you know, do the job you have to do. And thank God they do. We have a great staff at Catholic Charity. They do an outstanding job. And that's because of people like Monsignor Lapinto and Father Keating and the great work and Emmy, our good attorney, uh, continue to do. And Lucy, of course, uh, who runs our development, uh, uh, Lucy Mordo, who runs our development office and does a great job. You know, sometimes you read about some, quote, not-for-profits and charities, and the CEO is driving around in a limousine and, you know, taking private planes and so forth. That's really not the case with Catholic charities. Monsignor Lapinto's not taking no, uh, no fancy cars, uh, no plane rides. Uh, this man is a down-to-earth uh, and a, sh a very, very sharp, intelligent, uh, and articulate when it comes to financing of this uh, tremendous operation. It's over $200 million operation. It's a tremendous operation, and he knows where every dollar is. And that's the type of CEO you need. You need somebody yeah. who knows what's going on and how to be able to distribute the funds when you need them and be able to replace those funds after you've taken them from this place to that, to that, to, to this group, to that group. And he does a great job. Yeah, listen, I have to say this, and I, and I, I am saying this honestly. I, I know a lot of CEOs. I've sat on more than a few boards, and Monsignor Lepinto is, is probably the, the CEO who knows more about where each dollar goes than any other CEO that I've ever met. I mean, the, the man's on top of his game, and that's to put it mildly. He's, he is remarkable. Right now, we're, we're in the process of dealing with, obviously, taking care of the asylum seekers as well as the people that live here. So one of the big things we have coming up we're doing right now is in I think we got Elliot Lemboy here, does from Bay Ridge, uh, is getting coats uh, for the homeless. And uh, those kids, uh, they're showing up at, uh, at Catholic Charities in T-shirts. Uh, it's cold out there. It's getting colder, and it's going to be winter soon. So thank God for uh, people in our communities that are reaching out and donating these types of uh, clothing so that our kids and our families have the ability to have that. So. We're going to continue to do that and reach out and help as many as we can. And it's not easy. And Al Pinto, uh, Monsignor Pinto, is one of those guys that's so sharp. He knows exactly how many coats we may get in, how many coats he has to purchase to make sure that we take care of those people in need. All right. So finally, you know, if somebody wants to learn more about Catholic Charities, if they want to check on the upcoming events, where do they do that? They good should go to our webpage, and uh, that is something that uh, is www. Um, catholiccharities.com.org. You want to say that again? Just it's uh, www.catholiccharities.org. Um, All right, Marty Golden, thank you for coming in today. Thank you very much.
I just wish that I tell you we could do more and uh, keep it up. But the, uh, we appreciate people like yourself. Uh, the Catholic Charities Brooklyn and Queens, the Office of Development and Communications is there to help anybody that needs it. And we're at 191 Jerolamid. So if anyone needs help, please uh, come. We're there and we will deal with your issues. And it's people like you to get this message out there. It's very, very important for us. All right. Thank you so much, Senator. Thank you again. How can I protect my family if something happens to me? What if I need to go to a nursing home? What will happen to our savings, our home? What's the best way to give my home to my kids? Who will help us take care of Grandpa? These and many other questions can be answered with a phone call to Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law, PLLC, 718-238-6500. Mike Connors, one of New York Magazine's top lawyers, has over 30 years of estate planning and elder law experience. Mike and his team of professionals will help you protect your assets from probate, taxes, and nursing home costs so you can have peace of mind knowing you and your family will be taken care of and protected. I'm Mike Connors, founder of Connors & Sullivan. People don't plan to fail, they fail to plan. The time to plan is now. I'm Beth Connors. Call today for a free initial consultation with one of our experienced lawyers. Connors and Sullivan in Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, and Staten Island. Call 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500, or connorsandsullivan.com. Do you have somewhere to sleep? Did you eat today? Are you making ends meet? For thousands of New Yorkers, the answer is no. For children and youth, adults, seniors, people struggling with addiction or mental illness, and for the isolated, Catholic Charities of Brooklyn and Queens is there. With 160 programs and more than 4,500 units of affordable housing, Catholic Charities is one of the largest multi-service charitable organizations in the nation. We help change lives and build communities. If you or someone you know needs assistance, call 718-722-6001 or visit CCB. Welcome to the Connors Corner segment of Ask the Lawyer. We're very pleased right now to have our next guest, Dr. Wayne Riley, president of SUNY Downstate Health Science University. Welcome to the show, doctor. Well, good to be with you, counselor. Uh, thanks for all the great work you do in the legal community and otherwise, and you and I share many associations. So with Catholic Charities of Brooklyn and Queens and, 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 as, you, and as one of our distinguished members of the Downstate Council. So thank you so much for all you do for all of us, Mike. Glad to be with you. You guys are more than welcome. It's a great institution. And let me, some of the people out there, you know, in our audience, they may not know what SUNY Downstate is. Can can you explain what it is? And I don't think they would understand the, the vast number of schools and services that are involved. Right. Well, thank you for that question, because you're right. As I move around, sometimes people are a little bit confused about, hey, what is SUNY Downstate? Well, to, to make a, a little sort of elevator speech, SUNY Downstate is one of the 64 campuses of the State University of New York system. It is the only SUNY system school in all of New York City, and it's only one of four out of 64 SUNY uh, universities that are focused on health sciences, meaning medicine, nursing, public health, uh, biomedical sciences, and graduate studies. So. We are uh, sort of a, a rarity among the whole 64 campus SUNY system in that we're one of four, and we are the only SUNY um, medical center in uh, all of New York City. So we're very proud of our distinguished lineage back to SUNY and the state of New York. And where, where's the medical center located? We are located in central uh, Brooklyn, known as Flatbush, 
Uh, Flatbush is a very famous area that has spawned a number of uh, very prominent Americans, Barbara Streisand, uh, Cong- former, uh, uh, former Cong- uh, Congressman uh, Jerry Nadler is from Flatbush, uh, captains of industry are from Flatbush, and uh, now we are very thriving Afro-Caribbean uh, population here in central Brooklyn uh, with a large uh, contingent of uh, very diverse faculty and a student body, so we're very proud of our distinguished uh, roots here in central Brooklyn. Okay, now I was talking to one of the doctors on staff once, and he was telling me that there's a great advantage to being in a hospital that's attached to a medical school. Can you explain why? Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, there are two types of medical schools in the country, uh, Mike. One is one type of medical school that's just community based. That means that there's just the medical school itself. It doesn't own its own hospital. It ha- it has affiliations with various hospitals for its training. And then you have uh, an institution like us where we own our own university teaching hospital. So the benefit of that is that we're able to use our own teaching hospital uh, to train nurses, doctors, physical therapists, occupational therapists, uh, biomedical scientists, and it makes it a more seamless educational experience because of the fact as a health sciences university training health professionals, we also have a safety net teaching hospital uh, that serves the community of central Brooklyn. Correct me if I'm wrong, but to some extent maybe the central Brooklyn is underserved. Oh, absolutely. You know, if you think about Brooklyn, uh, and I know you know this, uh, knowing our community uh, as you do, Mike, but remember, Brooklyn's huge, 2.7 million people. Sometime in New York, we don't realize how large Brooklyn is. Uh, and by comparison, Houston, Texas is 2.4 million people. So we're bigger than, you know, the third largest city in the country. That's how big Brooklyn is. And because of the bigness, it does have sort of pockets of underserved populations. And when we refer to underserved, we meaning um, there's not as many uh, access, as much access rather, to health services, to primary care doctors, to specialists, to OBGYNs, to nutritionists, to all the, the kind of health professionals that really can improve pay, people's lives. And so you're right, this is a comparatively underserved population compared to just maybe six miles away in Manhattan, where Manhattan has much more, many more doctors, many more health professionals. So Brooklyn is, by comparison, underserved. Well, you know, a lot of people don't realize this who who don't live in New York City. Five miles is a different world. Yeah, that's right, Mike. They just don't realize the breadth and depth and and, and, and just uh, sort of uh, expanse of Brooklyn and how that's both uh, a point of pride but also a point of challenge in terms of health care, economic development, education, et cetera. Now, one of the things I've been impressed at your students, uh, we'll start with the medical school, but where do your students mm-hmm. come from? Do they just come yeah, from our New York City? Are, are, uh, we take most of our students from New York, so I'd say about 80 to 85 percent of our students are either either from New York City or somewhere in New York State. That doesn't mean they went to college or graduate school in New York, but that they grew up high school formative years, family have roots here, et cetera. Their legal residence is the state of New York in some way. And then the other 15% are from around the country. But within the whole student body, um, you have a, a wonderful diversity. We have Orthodox Jews. We have a thriving Muslim student population. We have African Americans. We have Latinos. We have Asians. So it's a wonderfully diverse uh, student body 
that really reflects the, uh, the the beautiful diversity of Brooklyn and the New York City. Um, uh, let me ask you something. Where, where did you grow up? Where did you come from? What's your background? Where did you go to college, medical school, so forth? We talked a, bit, a little bit about it before you came on the right. air. Well, well, we did have a little sidebar before uh, we went uh, to taping. But uh, I grew up in New- uh, I was born in New Orleans, Louisiana. My late father was a surgeon. And interestingly, Mike, I spent most of the first decade of my life in upstate New York, Rochester, New York, and Buffalo when my father was a young physician in training. So I spent the first, the second and third year of my life in Buffalo, and then up to about the age of 10, uh, excuse me, in Rochester, and then up to about the age of 10 in Buffalo, New York. And then we returned to New Orleans, uh, where I went on to middle school and high school. So I have deep New York roots in that I spent, as I mentioned, uh, you know, uh, my er, formative year, early years in Rochester and and in Buffalo, uh, but the, and then in my uh, tween and, and teen years in, in New Orleans. So I'm very proud of my New Orleans roots and my upstate uh, New York roots. My I'm old to five, uh, big Catholic family. Uh, my my number two sister was born in Buffalo. Uh, so very proud of my uh, deep New York roots, and now I've been happily married for 29 years to a New Yorker. Uh, so yes, I really do cherish my uh, both my New Orleans and New York roots. Now we're talking in just- terms of in terms of college. I went to Yale. I uh, had a wonderful opportunity to go to Yale University in New Haven, Connecticut, uh, and then to get my first master's degree back in New Orleans at Tulane School of Public Health, and then I then went on to Morehouse School of Medicine in Atlanta, Georgia. And then I trained in internal medicine at the in the world famous uh, Texas Medical Center at Baylor College of Medicine in Houston, Texas. So I've had a wonderful uh, series of educational and and uh, and uh, formative experiences in my life that uh, I really cherish. Now, just before we got on the show, we were talking a little bit about history. Where did you go to high school? Because there you met Beth's I went, cousin. I'm a proud honors graduate of Brother Martin High School in New Orleans, Louisiana. Brother Martin is one of the storied uh, all-boys Catholic high schools that, uh, that are very characteristic of New Orleans. New Orleans still, even to this day, uh, has uh, all-boys and all-girls Catholic high schools. There are more co-ed Catholic high schools in New Orleans. But as I jokingly tell people, uh, the first day I never wore a uniform in my life was my first day at Yale. Uh, so I'm a Catholic uh, school kid uh, from my earliest days in, in upstate New York through uh, through high school in New Orleans. So I'm very proud of the Brother Martin High School was run by the Brothers of the Sacred Heart um, and uh, had a very rich educational uh, experience and leadership experience there. I was an honors graduate uh, member uh, selected by the faculty as the most outstanding member of our graduating class of 360, 70 uh, fellow students, uh, so I had a wonderful Catholic high school education. And and right now you were just honored by Catholic Charities of Brooklyn and Queens. How did you get involved with Catholic Charities? Well, you know, Catholic Charities, is, this is my second rodeo, if you will, uh, serving on the board of Catholic Charities. Uh, I was uh, the uh, vice chair and chair of Catholic Charities for the Diocese of Houston when I lived in Houston, Texas. And, you know, I knew uh, when I moved to New York the amazing work that Catholic Charities does everywhere in the country, uh, including uh, Brooklyn and Queens. And it was something I was not bashful about sharing, that I had a strong affinity uh, for Catholic Charities uh, based upon Catholic social justice and, and caring for the poor and, and those in need. And so 
I had the wonderful opportunity to meet uh, Monsignor Lepinto, uh, who is the outstanding uh, uh, leader of Catholic Charities of Brooklyn and Queens, and he and I hit it off, and, and I was fortunate to uh, have been asked by him uh, and, and approved by uh, the bishop to, uh, to join the Catholic Charities Board, where I serve with you. Catholic Charities does what we, we all learn, uh, you know, in, in our Catholic uh, education, is that it takes care of the least of these. Um, you know, we're very. I was very proud to have been honored by Catholic Charities, one of four honorees at the wonderful dinner uh, they had a little while ago. Um, and you know, it's an amazing organization. It takes care of people no matter their their race, their creed, their immigrant status. Um, it, it does the work that uh, that that we know. You know, the Catholic faith in action uh, requires of great organizations like uh, Catholic Charities. So. Very honored. I love the mission, the focus, uh, and the commitment to you know taking care of the least of these, which is embodied in the work of Catholic Charities of Brooklyn and Queens. Now, as you know, Catholic Charities has tremendous crisis and, and developments that we have to deal with in the future. But mm-hmm. medical care in Brooklyn, what what situations do you have to deal with? What are you worried about for the future? What challenges are there? Well, you're right. Uh, you know, there are lots of challenges in, in this post-COVID era, Mike, that I refer to. This is the new normal in terms of how COVID has really disrupted all of our lives personally, individually, but it's also disrupted the healthcare system. Uh, for example, it's, it's projected, a recent report that just hit my desk, that just about all the hospitals in New York State and around the country are, are facing financial challenges uh, in part due to COVID. Uh, there's a shortage of nurses. Uh, the nurses that we do have, uh, you know, are requiring higher uh, wages. Um, you know, uh, healthcare professionals are, in, in, are burned out and some are quitting early, which is really a loss to the profession of medicine and nursing and other allied health professions. So we have a sort of a demographic issue too in the country. We're an aging population that requires more medical services than you know, 25 years ago. So we, we, we do have a lot of challenges uh, in, in healthcare writ large. And I know that Catholic Charities cares about healthcare too. Some of the programming to try to get uh, focused healthcare for seniors is very important to uh, Monsignor Lepinto and, and the Catholic Charities of Brooklyn Queens Board, as you know, Mike. So um, yes, we are in for a little bit of a, uh, of a challenge. But again, the way that I've always approached my work is you know, to do a little bit every day to try to improve situations. And over time, it adds up. It makes a big difference. And anything we can do to get basic primary care, OB care, pediatric care uh, to as many, uh, you know, citizens of central Brooklyn is, is, is something I'm very passionate about in spite of the challenge in this post-COVID era. And are there any any comments you'd like to make about the, the future or – the services that SUNY Downstate offers to the public? Well, absolutely. You know, we do, we, even though we, we we are a little bit, uh, you know, uh, sort of in a, a financial crunch due to COVID, we're nonetheless saying, look, we know this is our current situation, but look, we have to plan for the future. So one of the, the signature programs that we have reactivated, uh, much to my uh my delight is that we have reactivated kidney transplants in Brooklyn, 
we are the only kidney transplant center in all of Brooklyn. Uh, think about that. 2.7 million people. We are the only kidney transplant program in all of Brooklyn. And when you when you have a loved one or you yourself need a kidney because of diabetes or uh, kidney disease, um, you know, it's critically important that you have the ability, uh, we would argue, to not leave Brooklyn to get your, your new kidney when you are so fortunate and blessed to get the call saying, hey, we have a donor kidney for you. Um, and so, again, very proud of that service. We, we think we can grow that service even more to provide more kidneys to uh, folks of central Brooklyn so that they don't necessarily have to go into Manhattan for their kidney. Nothing wrong with going into Manhattan, but we know Brooklyn, Brooklyn folks are a little parochial. If they can get what they need in Brooklyn, they prefer to stay in Brooklyn. So very proud of that program. We're looking at beefing up maternal and child health and pediatric uh, help. We know there's a, a significant issue with maternal mortality in uh, among African American, Afro Caribbean women. So we want we're really leaning in to improving our obstetrical care, making sure that women who are uh, pregnant uh, go full term, that they don't get taken to the OR for a C-section, which we know can lead to lots of complications for both the mother and the baby. Um, so we're really focused on improving our maternal care. Pediatric care, we, we're very uh, proud of our pediatric department, outstanding pediatric specialists. We're the only regional perinatal center in Brooklyn. That's the, the center that gets the thickest, uh, most premature babies, babies born at 22 weeks, 26 weeks, and they're no bigger than the palm of your hand, Mike. And we, we take care of those babies, sometimes for a month, two months, six months, here in our, in our uh, pediatric uh, neonatal uh, ICU. So we're very proud of that. We'd like to grow that program. Uh, we have aspirations to do new programming in terms of musculoskeletal programs, possibly burns, uh, bariatric surgery, which is helping uh, uh, the surgical procedures that can help patients lose weight is something else we, we really aspire to because we know obesity is a big driver of chronic diseases such as diabetes, hypertension, uh, strokes, et cetera. So if we can offer bariatric services to the community, we think we can forestall some of those bad chronic diseases. So we have a very broad and expansive view for and vision for what Downstate can continue to do, contribute to improving the health of uh, Central Brooklyn. Uh, doctor, can you give us... How can somebody find out more about SUNY Downstate? Do you have a website? Yes, we do. Uh, www.downstate.edu is our fantastic website, and you can find uh, information on all of our educational programs. If you're aspiring to go to a nursing school or aspiring to become a physical therapist or occupational therapist, please look at the website. If you're a patient and you say, hey, I, I, haven't, I haven't seen my cardiologist in over five years, or my cardiologist retired, or I'm new to Central Brooklyn, and I need a new cardiologist, go to our webpage where you can click on the links for patients, and we'll be happy to get you connected with the type of specialist that you or your loved ones uh, need to be connected to. So that's the way you can learn about us uh, very quickly, just on our wonderful website. All right, Dr. Riley, thank you very much for what you're doing for Brooklyn. By the way, how do you like being up in Brooklyn? I love Brooklyn. It's it, it reminds me a lot of New Orleans. Uh, the thing I love about Brooklyn, and it's consistent with with those of us who grew up in New Orleans, is that it's a it's a it's it's a wonderful neighborhoods. 
and its people, its culture, its the food, uh, its the vibrancy. So it reminds me a lot of my hometown, my birth hometown of New Orleans. So I'm very privileged and, and love my time here. My family and I love our time here in Brooklyn. All right, Dr. Riley, thank you very much for being on Connor's Corner. Thank you, Mike. I always enjoy being with you. If you're a homeowner age 62 or older and are finding it harder to pay off debt, or how about enjoying your retirement years with less stress? A home equity conversion mortgage may be the answer for you and your family. Hi, this is Frank Melia, a certified mortgage planner, and I've helped countless homeowners all over the tri-state area tap into a little or a lot of their home equity so they can use it right now. Give me a call so our team here at Contour Mortgage can show you how the loan program works and how much you and your family may qualify for. My job is to help you find the best solution for your retirement goals. I do this by educating homeowners with straightforward information and answers. It's free to call and speak with me, Frank Melia, to determine if this mortgage program might be able to help you and your loved ones now. Call and speak with me. I'll answer your questions and help you decide if a reverse mortgage is right for you and your family. Make the call now, 888-954-7463. Once again, that's 888-954-7463, and you could be on your way to a better retirement. Frank Melia, NMLS number 62591, Contour Mortgage Corporation, NMLS number 34384, 990 Stewart Avenue, Suite 660, Garden City, New York, 11530, Licensed Mortgage Banker, New York State Department of Financial Services. Welcome back to Ask the Lawyer with me, Mike Connors, now accompanied by my wife, Beth. Hi, everybody. And my son, Michael. Hello, everyone. Okay, so it really was a very pleasant dinner at Catholic Charities. And Beth, I didn't really know that Dean Riley knew your, uh, or Dr. Riley knew your brother. That was a wonderful, I had a chance to speak with him um, before the uh, interview, and it was, he's from Louisiana, I was, I'm from Louisiana, I'm from North Louisiana, he's from South Louisiana, and um, we knew common people, and what was so interesting, when he was in high school, and he went to a very good high school, um, when he was in high school, my cousin, who was the then governor of Louisiana, went and visited him. And um, he remembered him very well. And oh, it was just, we, we had a lovely conversation. It's nice to talk to somebody from where you're from. Obviously, y'all know from my accent that I'm not a New Yorker. But um, but he he's a lovely man, just a lovely man. And I think SUNY is blessed to have him at the helm and you know here's one of the things i just want to mention sometimes you know some hospitals uh they want to have like a 98 percent success rate so they don't gamble so if, if let's say somebody needs an operation let's say a bypass operation and they want to make sure that the patient is not at risk so they can say they have a 98 percent success record or 99 percent my understanding is the SUNY Downstate is willing to take that gamble so that if you need a heart transplant or a, a whatever, they are willing to do it or, you know, and take the gamble on, uh, yeah, th their success rate may not look as good, but they're given a chance for people to be alive, to stay alive. So I, I just wanted to throw out that as a, a personal, you know, 
point of admiration towards SUNY Downstate. Now, go ahead. Well, you know, also, um, my brother knows Dr. Riley. And um, my brother's in Texas, and he's been associate. He was president of Cooper Clinic in Dallas, and now he's chancellor of Texas Tech. And I just wanted to put in another thing. He, he thought very highly of Dr. Riley. So that's another plug for somebody. Um, and, of course, my brother is in a similar situation where you take in everybody and you do whatever you can for everybody and you don't worry about having things plugged into the computer the right way. Well, again, if you're, if you're thinking about doing a will and, and you want to think of a charity, please give Catholic Charities of Brooklyn and Queens. And, and the reason I keep saying Brooklyn and Queens, Catholic Charities of New York, great organization. They do a great job. But the one I'm affiliated with is Catholic Charities of Brooklyn and Queens. And I'm just saying, if you're thinking of an organization that you would like to leave some money to to do some good work, think about Catholic Charities of, of Brooklyn and Queens. Now, when we do our seminars, we do talk a little bit about charitable giving, but most of the time we're talking about in our seminars, how do we protect our house from medical bills, nursing home bills? How do, what's the best way to leave the house to our children? Not that we, we don't talk about assets like bank accounts and, and stock portfolios and things like that, but a good part of the seminar focuses, especially the questions, focuses on the house. And we do have some seminars upcoming later this month. So, Beth, what are the dates and times? Okay, October 24th, October 25th, October 26th, and October 27th. The first one, Monday, October 24th, 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. is at the Adria Hotel in Queens. Um, that's 221-17 Northern Boulevard. Um, Tuesday, October 25th, 11 a.m. and 3 p.m., um, we're in Manhattan at the 3 West Club, which is 3 West 51st Street. Wednesday, October 26th, this is 3, 1 at 11, 1 at 3, and 1 at 7 p.m. Um, that's Brooklyn, the Greenhouse Cafe, 7717 3rd Avenue, Brooklyn. And then Thursday, October 27th, 11 a.m. and 3 p.m., we're on Staten Island at Bocelli's. That's 1250 Highland Boulevard. Now, the seminar that we're doing in Bayside on, what's the date again, October? That's October 21st. That's the first one at the Adria Hotel. We're going to do, if somebody wants to tie in, we're going to do a virtual uh, seminar. I'm not really sure how that works, but if, you, if you're interested in that, give the office a call at 718-238-6500. 718 Ask to speak to Chris LeBoy. And we'll try to get you hooked up from that. I'm not sure how it's going to work. I'm not even sure if it does work. But if you want to give it a shot with us, give us a call, and we'll match up to... Going to try some new stuff. Right. And, Beth, I understand we got another invitation for another dinner. And that's yes, on what, on do. November 13th at Gargiulo's in Coney Island? Yes, it is. Um, you're being honored by the Guild for Exceptional Children. You're right, November 13th. Gargiulo's restaurant that's Coney Island I don't know it's a lovely restaurant if you haven't been to Coney Island that's a, a, a it's a lot of fun um, and 
you you know a lot. We know we have a history with the the guild, and it is a wonderful organization. Right, and they do God's work too. So we'll see you next week, same time and place. And thank you for listening to Ask the Lord with me, Mike Connors, and me, Beth, with Otto. Bye bye. Thanks so much for joining us. Do you know how many Christians live in the Middle East? Six million people. Do you know how many Christians need your help? Every single one. Do you know what we can do? With St. Francis in Beirut, we can give them hope. We can give them medicines. We can give them medical equipment. We can give them everything they're looking for because some others decided to remove Christianity from the Middle East. But if we will help them every single day, not just to feed them or clothing, it's all about giving them another day with the idea that they are recognized, that we love them, there are cousins, sisters, there are roots. So, St. Francis in Beirut, it's all about helping Christians. And you can be part of that help too. If you want to help Father Paul in his mission, send your donations to St. Francis in Beirut, 213 Stanton Street, New York, New York, 10002. We're gathered here on hallowed ground, voices raised, heads bowed down. We're gathered here on hallowed ground to sing this soul away. Kevin McCullough, are you or your parents' assets protected from nursing home bills? Did you know these bills can exceed $15,000 a month? People work their entire lives to live comfortably in retirement, but when people become ill and need to go to a nursing home or receive home care, the bills can drain their assets, leaving many people bankrupt. The good news is that you can prevent that from happening if you plan in advance. Connors & Sullivan's lawyers can customize a plan that specifically protects your interests, including your home. Schedule a free comprehensive telephone consultation with Mike Connors to discuss your issues and concerns from the security of your home. Call today, 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. Don't let nursing home bills take your life's savings and leave you and your loved ones bankrupt. Don't wait another minute. Mike Connors can take you through the process by telephone and start a plan designed for you today. That's 718-238-6500. 718-238-6500. The preceding pre-recorded program paid for by Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law, PLLC.